like sometimes I care so much about like, you know, just I obsess over the little things that I did wrong, but people don't see it as wrong or whatever. And you know, that's like, that just eats me up inside. Welcome back to the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. This is episode 21. 21. We don't number we don't number our episodes, but if we were to number them, this would be episode 21 presented by Parse Rum. Uh Zach, did you get your Parse yet? Uh nope, I did not. Darn it. Why well, was I not? Was I sent Parse? Yep, you were sent Parse too, but you've already had Parse. So uh-huh. I wanted to see if Zach had got his yet. But I had my uh, my coffee that you promised was going to get here at the same time as the Parse rum. Exciting news about Quarantine Coffee, actually. Quarantine Coffee is going to be in all eight Foxtrot markets in Chicago, which is super exciting, starting on Monday. So if you haven't gone to coffeeforcovid.com to order, you can stop in and uh, try it out at Foxtrot. You know what I don't love, Zach? When Ian plugs his own things and we have no right. affiliation to it, and I'm just sitting here, I'm like, yeah. I don't even like those pictures and retweet the pictures of Kipnis wearing the Ian Hat makes me coffee shirts. Yeah, me neither. I'm like, what? I'm not part of that. So I don't see any of the obvious compound obvious shirts. You know, KB's been asking for them. You know, I'm sure that they would love to wear them. They're coming. They're coming. The whole team's going to be wearing them soon. Who says no? Yeah, we got KB on record saying he's been waiting for a shirt, and our host can't get him a shirt. Who shares the same locker room as him? Who says no shirt? Done. 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 Who says no? How about Post, our hitting coach, Anthony Iposi? He is so invested in Is That So? He absolutely loves it. Absolutely loves it. Dakota, worst and best. Um, the worst part of my day to day would be finding out the news that tomorrow we have our intake testing beginning at 8 a.m. Uh, because there's like a kid's camp that starts at one. So we have to go in at eight. A little early. That's a tough one. But, you know, that means I'll be done early, which means more time to sit and do nothing for 12 hours. So that's fun. Um, maybe a little parse rum, perhaps in the afternoon. Who says no? Who says no? Um, the best part of my day would be the fact that the Cubbies have an exhibition game tomorrow. Super exciting. Super exciting stuff. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's televised somehow where we can watch it. Uh, Zach, worst best? The worst part, um, played even par golf today for 36 holes. Now, even par is pretty good. Um, I know you're not down there. And I ended up losing $40 to one of my best friends who I was giving strokes to. I mean, it was a great day. Uh, best part was playing even par for 36 holes because I've been in a rut, kind of got out of it, but we'll see. Who would have thought that Zach would have went to golf for his worst best? You know, I am not as fortunate as There's you guys playing in your baseball life. right now. So Maybe your mother off. woke you up with some fresh Nail. pancakes this morning or something. Actually, you know what? I missed a tea time this morning at 6 because I, was, I didn't sleep very well. Yeah, it was a big money game. And my dad made breakfast because he played, and I had that breakfast at like nine thirty, and it was. The worst part of my day uh, was that I woke up and went straight to the field and didn't make coffee here. Um, I really wish I would have because I got a new coffee grinder and I was excited to use it, but I did not. I went and had coffee at the field, which was still quarantine coffee, so it was all right. But 
the best part of my day was we had a really long scrimmage last night, went pretty late, and then we had a quick short day today. So I got to have a little little workout day, come home, rest. Really cool. Dakota, I found something out about Parse, quick off topic before we go into the interview, and that is that they plant a tree for every bottle that they sell. One tree, one bottle program. Ooh. So basically we're saving the earth every time we drink Parse. That, that's exactly right. This That's actually to save the environment. It's like recycle and also drink Parse rum. Saving the environment bottle by bottle. Sure. I think we just created a new slogan. Done. Done. We have Chris Bryant on the podcast. Zach's big bro. I think I honestly thought that might have been my favorite interview. No disrespect to all of our other guests, but no. Chris was- Chris was great. Chris was very genuine. Uh, He actually was asking to come on the podcast. I think he was a little upset that he didn't come on earlier. He's got to earn it. You can't just hop on. That's true. He is big bro. That is big bro, though. That doesn't matter. Podcast before family. Here is Chris Bryant, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Golden Spikes Award winner, World Series champion, multiple-time All-Star 2020 Gold gold Glove winner. Heard it here first. Who says no? I think the first thing we should talk about is the fact that you're a new dad. Yeah. And that you're in summer camp as a new dad. Kyler's at home with Jess. Yeah. How is that? How's going home from the field and having a kid? You know what? Um it's the best experience like I've had playing baseball is to be able to go home and like obviously like I've I've always looked forward to go go going home to see Jess and I get to see both of them at the same time like I really can't say how cool that is um and I always knew it would be like something I was excited about but when it you know the first practice here I was like just ready to get home to see him you know does it put baseball in perspective is it like uh, is baseball a smaller part of your life because you have a kid you know, I mean, these are just scrimmage games, um, but I feel like, you know, I'm stepping into the box and it's like, yeah, it matters, but like, you know me, like I grind, I grind so hard with this game. It's so frustrating. I'm sure yeah. you guys do Chris, too. Chris hates himself when he goes two for three and not three for three. <laughs> it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Uh, but, you know, there is a little bit of, of like, you know, I just don't care right now, you know, and I think that actually plays good to my game i think i need a little bit more of that because i feel like sometimes i care so much about like you know just i obsess over the little things that i did wrong but people don't see it as wrong or whatever and you know that's like that just eats me up inside you know but when you go home and it's like oh i gotta worry about you know this this stinky diaper or whatever like it's it, it really does kind of put things in perspective and i really can't wait to see like when we're in the thick of things like in like a playoff playoff run like how calm i can be on the field because of what's going on at home and that's really helping me it has to be freeing i i always feel like two things one we had a conversation when we were stretching the other day about baby poop and <laughs> I, I realized right then and there i was not ready to have kids but like when i come back into the locker room like Javi has a tough game. Mm-hmm. Javi is known for like when the team scores 10 runs, Javi will go for four. <laughs> uh, and Javi's just like cool with it. Like he's just like, yep, I was over four today. Like I'm the one that, that stunk today. And he's just like so free about it. And I've always wanted that for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that like having a kid and putting it in perspective probably frees you up. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. And Javi just having a kid too. I think he's one now. Um, 
mm-hmm. even before that, like, I think we've all given interviews based on like, oh, we've talked about Javi a lot and like, kind of like what we want from him, like to get from his game. And I've always said that I kind of want the attitude of like, you know, like, I'm not saying he doesn't care, but he just is able to just like compartmentalize things and just like, all right, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to win. And then if he doesn't do what he does, he just puts it behind him and moves on, you know, and I struggle with that a little bit. Um, I think a lot of ball players struggle with that a little bit, but it's just looking at Javi and what he does. And, you know, it's impressive that he's able to just move on like that. I can, you know, from watching him either in spring training or watching a game on TV, you know, if he'd make an error or something, he's coming up the next inning guarantee home run or a double and it's just so you know how quickly he does put things behind him yeah and then i mean there was a game this year in spring training you know he made like a stupid error or whatever and then i'm pretty sure like literally the next day b he had a home run just smiling ear to ear and it's just like you know sometimes it really seems that easy to somebody like him yeah kb you've won every single award in the game (laughs) i have you've won every single one i have my trophy room looks pretty cool rookie of the year (laughs) mvp world series champ and you did that in three consecutive years yeah what was i thinking well i mean like yes it can only go downhill from there that's the thing exactly. didn't it start in college too didn't you win every award in yeah, college exactly yeah. golden like, golden spikes the year before the rookie of the year right before the minor league player of the year. before and the minor league, minor league before the rookie of the year imagine imagine slumping <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know what that is or now i do but yeah i mean it's like it's the biggest curse and a blessing it's like of course you want to go through experiences like that where it's like you just feel like you're dominating and it's like oh, you can do no wrong but then it's like maybe after that it's like you have a year where it's like yeah you know it was good but then it's like in other people people's eyes it's like well why weren't you the mvp you know like like that's so hard to juggle sometimes and i, I think it goes back to just me like nitpicking everything that i do and like adding that to it too it's like whoa like it's kind of hard to handle at times the expectations are insane because i think you what mvp in 16 yeah in and the world, world series, series in 16 year. and then 17 great year mm-hmm. 18 i got hurt you got hurt but, but still like the numbers were incredible that's what right i would say you kind of caught some criticism for that year in 18 right when you were hurt and you still ended up hitting what 280 something at least i forget what yeah it, it, it yeah you know you played, you played you didn't play the whole year and you still produced you know as like people would kill for those numbers for a whole year and you played a quarter or half of the year, whatever it was, and you still had those numbers. And it's like, oh, is Chris Bryant falling off? Has he, you know, all the awards that he's won, are they are they done? Yeah. I would actually kill, like I would I would actually kill yeah. for KB's yeah. first year. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> see, you know what? The, I need you to tell me that more often. I need but, you guys to fill me up with this more this often. This is a nice fluff. <laughs> but just talk a little bit about like expectations and how hard it is to like come to the ballpark when you're having 850 or 875 OPS. People are like, well, KB's not really doing his thing this year. It's like, yeah. what the fuck is that? That's <laughs> not real. I literally like was just having this conversation with my wife before I got here. I'm just like, you know, you get to like, you get to a point in this game where it starts to feel like a job and that's like, you do not want to get to yeah. that point because yeah. that's, you know, you play the game because it's fun and it's a game, you know, but at the end of the day, this is a job in there's money involved and there's people that, you know, we need to win games, you know? So like I'm sitting there at home talking to my wife about like expectations and stuff. And it's like, I feel like the worst player in the world sometimes. Then I'll go like, look at my, like my baseball reference page where I'm like, I have a 900 career OPS. And then I look at like some other like hall of famers and like some hall of famers have like a career 830 OPS. And it's like, okay, 
Chris, like, what are you doing? Like, get out of this like rabbit hole that you're in and just pull yourself together. And I, you know, I don't think I'm the only one. I think I'm sure you struggle with it. Too. Everybody like, does every, it. Yeah. Like you had an 880 OPS last year too, or something like ridiculous. And you're grinding through the last game in St. Louis. You're just like, oh God, I got to get these knocks. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, this game will just do that to you. Yeah. My, my experience isn't exactly the same, but my bad year, my down year was 18. And mm-hmm. that was like a seven... 60 or seven whatever OPS with like a 360 on base, mm-hmm. which is league-wide pretty good. It's and it was like, average. you stink. Like, you yeah. need to go back and figure it out. And I think just those expectations, we were talking the other day when we were sitting in between innings, and we were like, what's the war number to be a Hall of Famer? Because KB knows his career war somehow. <laughs> and it was like, if you look at some of the dudes that got into the Hall of Fame in like uh, 80s or the 90s, like there's some... 600 700 ops hall of famers it's, yeah it's and so ridiculous it's insane and now if you're not you know over 800 on this team you feel like you stink because we have four or five guys that are every year 800 to 900 ops guys but i think that's what separates like superstars from just everyday players is guys don't get like kb doesn't get complacent with a 850 ops he's not like oh that's good enough like you want a thousand OPS like yeah 100 percent. and I feel like that that having that attitude is this like it'll bring out the worst in you sometimes too because like we're all talking about here like you have an 850 OPS and you're just pissed you know and but at the same time that gets you out of that hole that you're in and out of that thinking and it's like it makes me more motivated to get out there and get on the field even if you know it's like I do have a 900 OPS I'm like you know what like I feel like crap right now but that's what I need sometimes to go out there and you know have a three four four day and help the team win you know and that's what it's always it's always about helping the team win and then you it's the outside pressure like if the team isn't winning for mm-hmm. yeah. five games or 10 games you're like two for eight in a 10 game stretch which this year would really stink but mm-hmm. in a normal season it is it happens and you feel like and you look up at your stat line and you're like wait is it my fault that we've won <laughs> two out of 10 games what's going on i know it's fun like i'll sit out there on the field and like i'll mess up or, or, or I think I like do something terrible and I'm like, gosh, everybody doesn't remember this for like a week. And then like, then I'll find myself sitting at third base sometimes. And I'm like, well, how you just made an error, but I'm not thinking about it anymore. Maybe he's still thinking about it from that three days ago or whatever, you know, but it's like, I feel like we always think like that. Yeah. And in, in a normal 162 game season, what people, I think what people don't understand is there's so many chances. And so whether you're at third base or whether you're hitting, and you swing at a bad pitch or you do something stupid, people don't understand the other 700 chances that you did really, really well or like the other ground balls that were tough plays that you fielded that are impossible, but you made the play. I think like the expectation game of 162 game season is crazy, but what do you think it's going to be like playing 60? How condensed it's going to be? It's going to be so strange. I think, um, you know, obviously the 60 game sprint thing is very real. Obvious shirt, shout out. Yeah, go go buy a shirt. Print. There you go. Just throwing your plugs in there. KB, KB will be wearing that at practice tonight. Thank you. There it is. I got my own logo on my shirt. I can't be doing that. He's too famous. He's too famous for that. I'm too cool. I'll take one. Switch. I'm still waiting for one of those shirts in my locker. I haven't seen one yet. Yeah, but 60 games, it's like like you said, like if you have a stretch where, you know, you're you're stumbling a little bit as a team, you're three and seven, two and eight, like that can make or break. You know, the whole season is going to be huge, you know? So I, I think what we got going for us is that we've played in like so many like high pressure situation, high pressure stretches as a team. And as this core, it's like, we kind of know what to expect um, when we get in that position. But I mean, then you have all the other factors of no fans and like 
just all the, the the strangeness of the protocols that you know we're following and stuff like that there's going to be a lot um different this year but what's so great about what we got going on here is that there is something there's a pandemic going on which is absolutely terrible but there's people in this in wrigley field that are taking it so seriously and that are you know so committed to like having everybody on the field and i think we have the right attitude going for us you know and i can't speak for any of the other teams but it does feel pretty calm around here too with everything that's going on with how short the season is with every little protocol that we have to follow which is the list is insane it does feel once we get on the field very calm like everybody's just prepared to go out and play and that this is relatively normal yeah i'm getting the same feeling and i mean i I think going into this, obviously with all the crazy negotiations and that nonstop, um, I didn't know what to expect when I got here. I really didn't. But, you know, the first, you know, week, you know, and I gave my interviews and stuff that we have to do. And yeah, at the beginning, like I didn't feel like super comfortable with it. You know, it was, you know, with the delays and obviously I think we all expected there to be some, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a whole new endeavor that they had to take on, you know, so I didn't feel super comfortable, uh, but now, you know, with the testing kind of getting a lot better, you know, it's, you can get to the field and feel a little more comfortable. I think the big part, the big thing is when we start traveling and like hotels and stuff, like we just have to, you know, be super careful with that. But, you know, so far so good here. I think, I think that was part of the plan was to scare us a little bit. Like I was scared in the first week. I was like, oh my God, if we do anything, we're not going to be able to play. And so I think part of that made us uh, a lot more strict with the rules. What do you yeah. What do you guys want to say over there? You're laughing. <laughs> I tried to jump in and half started talking all three times. <laughs> so I was just going to say, I mean, I don't know what it's like at Wrigley, but here it's been like the first couple of days, it was almost an adjustment because they are so serious. Like it's, you do not take your mask off unless like you absolutely have to like, and that's what you need to do. Like to keep this thing going, like one positive test, could blow up the whole thing because who knows who they pass it to on the team and how long, like say KB or Rizzo gets it and they have to sit out two, three weeks. Like that's a huge hit obviously to the Cubs and stuff like that. So I think it is definitely, like you said, a really good thing to see how serious everyone is taking it around. the facilities. Um, hang on. KB, can we go, let's go back to 18, how we mentioned that before. Let's um, so you were rehabbing with Tennessee for yeah. your shoulder, whatever it was. And, I think we had a night game and the next day you know you were supposed to hit you're supposed to hit early on the field and yeah. coach ben coach ben carhart comes up to me he's like hey do you want to hit in the field tomorrow morning with kb at like 8 or 8 30 i'm like yeah sick like whatever i'm excited i get there so let's say it's 8 30 and ben's like yeah i get there at 8 8 15 you know we'll warm up in the cage and we'll go out there and meet on the field i'm like all right dope so i'm there i'm changed by 8 8 10 coach ben comes in and gets me he's like hey man kb banged it this morning i'm like oh <laughs> sick i was <laughs> testing you yeah. Trying to make sure you showed up. Yeah, right. You know what it was? I actually had a really cool room in lovely Des Moines, Iowa. I forget what hotel it was, but I somehow got like this super cool suite. And I just really oh, we were in to, Tennessee, like, which is which, I mean, oh, ten, Tennessee. You know, Tennessee oh, is a lot shoot. nicer than Des Moines. You know. Yeah, I was in Des Moines too. Yeah, and then I was in Tennessee. Yeah, it must have been just too early for me. Eight thirty. Wait, was it eight thirty on the field? Yeah, you had to get back somewhere, wherever you were going, whatever major city it was. Yeah, shoot. Zach, how sad were you? I was just disappointed. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, it's just going to be sick. I'll make it up to you. Have I made it up to you since then? I felt like, you know, we've no. becoming better friends. 
you can kind of goof around with me now. You know what I'm saying? Like you can just. He told me the night before how excited he was to hit with KB. <laughs> I was. I was like, oh, it's gonna be sick, and I get to chop chop it up with him a little bit. Just us two on the cage or in, on the field. Yeah. Oh. Hey, hey, Zach. Uh, KB banged it. He's uh he's showing and going today. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm here four hours before I should be here. That's when the uh, big bro picture came out. Oh yeah, that's right. I've seen that yeah. plenty of times. Yep. Look, yeah. you looked seven feet tall next to him in that picture. You look. <laughs> and I have. A- I think I had my my uh, pants up too. That makes me look even yeah, taller. Yeah, that uh, that probably gets brought up probably once a week or so in our group message. When that like during the season, if your name ever gets brought up, you have a game, a good game or something. Dakota be like, "Oh, Zach, big bro, big bro in a big game." <laughs> How did I not know about this? <laughs> no, I'm gonna start sending you that picture all the time too. Back to the 60 game season. Do you think like I'm talking more specifically like KB Rizzo? No offense, Ian. Uh, Thanks, Dakota. Like, you know, Javi, those three, like, say you all stay healthy, obviously. Do you think, like, obviously in a normal season, you'll get, like, a day off here or there? I feel like in a 60-game season, like, can't really sit any of you guys for any yeah. of those games, really. That's, uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing. I mean, I think I think my my whole, like, approach to, like, getting days off is that it probably won't happen because even if you're you get that day, you're probably gonna enter the game when, you know, well obviously we got a DH DH year, so but, different, yeah. You know, it's always like a double switch and you're in the game, you know. Um so it's like, you know, I never really approach a day off that I actually get it. But um yeah, and honestly I feel guilty whenever I do get like a, a day off. Like it's just that that mindset. It's like, what am I doing? Like I, I I'm not playing this game. I feel I'm fine. I could go out there. I'm ready to go. Like maybe I'm struggling right now, or maybe I don't feel great. Maybe my, you know, I'm banged up. But it, there's always something in the back of your mind. It's like, man, what am I doing? I need to get out there. I'm not playing. I feel useless. I'm not helping the team do anything. I'm just sitting here on the bench and just cheering. And like, does that help? Yeah, but it's like not contributing to anything. That's a pitcher's life. Four out of five days. Yeah. Guy, guy plays 155 games a year. Pl- feels guilty about not playing him one. <laughs> All right, wait. To that point, though, and like, if you are struggling, are you kind of not really like? Say you've played 25, 35, whatever it is, straight. You know, are you kind of relieved if they're like, "Hey, man, like you're down tomorrow to, to at least start." You're like, "Hey, I need a fucking mental day." Like. I'm all over the place. Oh, for sure. 100%. Like that, right. that, that's like kind of the first thing that goes through your mind is like, you're like, all right, I just went over for four again. You're like, I'm oh for my last 15. I'm sitting there eating my post game. Oh, for my last five for you. <laughs> <laughs> sitting there in my post game meal and bench coach, coach comes up to you and is like, hey, you got the day off tomorrow. And you're like, kind of like take a like breath and you're like, oh, that, okay. Now I'm out of grind mode for like 30 that's minutes right. and then uh, this thought's coming. It's like, Oh, well, why am I sitting? Am, I, am like, am I going to sit me for the rest of the season now? Like, what, like, what's going on? Like, I can't believe it. I have those thoughts. I can't believe that KB has those uh, thoughts. Anybody, <laughs> you're a baseball player. Like, just because, like, you, like, I've won certain awards or whatever, like, that does not keep me out of, like, having those thoughts at all. Which is crazy because you think if you're one of the best players in the league, you would assume you're going to play whenever you say, like, hey, I'm going to play today. Nope. No complacency <laughs> here. But I think with our schedule this year, we do. I think we start with 18 straight. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. I think that's going to be the toughest stretch, like the games 10 to 18 of just playing every day. Rossi will have to do a good job with making sure if we're up big or down big, like guys get days. Mm -hmm. But then after that, yeah, after that, when we have 42 games and six off days, that should be that shouldn't be bad. That's that's very very good. You would much rather them in the latter part of the year 
then, you know, to have your off days in the beginning and then you're going in down the stretch with no off days, it's kind of like... Yeah, like, like what we did in right. 18 with 42 out of 43 days to end the season and then... Like those are the worst. That was miserable, and that was because what was we had a hurricane or something. We had, well, we yeah, we got we had some cancel games, and then we had to make up a couple games. The hurricane came through, and we flew to DC. Yeah, played the one That's game right. in front of no people. That was our preparation for this season. Say right. so you guys are ready for it, then. Yeah, That's right. We're ready. The the dreaded, I mean, the canceled games. Like in the moment, you're like, oh, I love this. Like a rain out, you're like, oh yeah, this is great. But then it's like, oh, we gotta make it up at the back end. It's like, yeah, forty two and forty three days. Like, yeah, you think about that. that. Yeah, you're in like mid- middle of August, and you're like, wait, September 9th. That was gonna be a great Thursday off day, yeah. and now I know we're playing. We go out on Riz's boat. <laughs> How many a- times have you been on Riz's boat? He's, he's invited me uh, one time. Once. One time. Wow. I, well, I, Bad friend. To his credit, I don't like going out on the water. I get seasick. <laughs> but he's got like this amazing boat. It just like stabilizes. You don't feel like any movement. Like, okay, take me out on that boat. Nope, one time. One time. Yeah. Care to comment how many times you've been invited? Uh, Yeah, been invited a few times, been on the boat a few times. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I also have my sea legs. So I don't get seasick. Uh, probably why he invites me because he knows there's actually a puke on his boat. <laughs> <laughs> KB, we kind of talked about it in spring training a little bit when all of, you know, even the negotiations from the offseason talks were going on and stuff. How do you either in the offseason or during the season, how do you, you know, separate that from, you know, you're playing, how do you separate that from you go home after the game and that's the only thing that you're going to look at, whatever channel or whatever thing you open up on your phone you're talking about like contract negotiations yeah and stuff just like anything that? you know like kb struggling or, or KB, trade, you know or trade rumors, a long term long-term contract like geez yeah i've been yeah gosh i've kind of been through like kind of all of those experiences to be honest it's really hard it's really hard to separate you know whether you know just the occasional like hey he went you, you made an error today a run run scored you know that type of like negative reaction or like hey this this he we need to trade him trade rumors this and that or contract nego- or extensions or what like all that stuff is just like to be honest it's very hard for me to like not think about it um you know but i think i'm surrounded by a lot of people that that really make it easy while i'm at the field to just completely you know, let that go. Um, you know, my wife at home does a really good job of keeping me sane and, and reminding me why I'm playing the game and because it is a game and it's fun and, you know, yeah, money comes along with it and that's great. It's not all about the money. I just get back to that really. It's just like, you know, like whatever happens, happens, however it works out, you know, I'm going to be fine. You know, I'm going to be playing baseball. I love what I'm doing. You know, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else than this. You know, I, I call my parents all the time, you know, when I, when I'm in a rut or whatever, my mom always said, like, you have the best job in the world. Would you want to be doing anything else? Like, really? You want to be at an office? You want to be working a nine to five? Like, and you're complaining that, you know, you're 0 for 10 or whatever, you're 0 for 4, whatever. Like, no, I don't. I, that's kind of what I always get back to. I think the one hard, one thing that's hard for people to understand is when that trade deadline rolls around and there's rumors or your names in them. Or even if it's in the off season, people don't understand that like you have to be in that next city immediately and you have no control. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you were working uh, for Twitter and they were like, hey, um, Bill, you've been traded to Facebook. Uh, you're going to have to be there tomorrow. Uh, your desk will be set up for you and you'll be at work. 
That, that house that you just bought, nah, don't worry about it. You're going across the country. Like yeah. it doesn't, it just doesn't happen in any other profession where, I mean, maybe the military, I guess, but besides that, like you, you can't just be shipped across the country without your say on a whim. And we, yeah. we've been fortunate to be in this great city and like to build lives here where you have your place set up. You love being in Chicago. Um, Chicago in the summer is amazing. And you literally have no control if they want to move yeah. you, which is just, it's very tough mentally. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me when we're talking about like is the trade rumors in like the narrative that's surrounding or has surrounded me and that some people just completely don't understand and they don't do any research or look at any of the interviews that I'm talking about is that like I'm upset here or like I don't want to be in Chicago like he just wants to leave when free agency and this and that. I'm like when have I ever said that yeah. I've never I've I've nothing but great things to say about everybody in this organization in this field in the city and it's like like where where is all this coming from? I really don't I, I don't know if you if I've you know no, no. ever like came across that way or any of that, but I it's uh, it's an absurd narrative and the fact that people would think any writer, reporter, fan, whatever, would think that someone who has come up in the city, won the rookie of the year, won the MVP, won a World Series first time in 108 years in this city, yeah. would ever want to leave yeah. Like when a flag would be flown if he stayed here for his whole career. Like, What an absurd thing to it think. Is, it is so absurd. It is so absurd. And I, I just like, you have to handle the media a certain way. And, and I'm very guilty of kind of giving like just very vanilla answers yeah. because I just don't want it to like create a story where it's like no that's not what i said like yeah. put the whole quote out there of what i said not yeah. just the headline or just not the clickbait i understand they have jobs to do but it's like on a platform like this where i can talk with my buddies and like we all know how i feel about like playing here and like everything that i've accomplished here and have done here i want to continue to do here yeah. and um and not know. not to mention the fact that there might or probably isn't a better place to play baseball in the world than Chicago with the fan base that we have with the facilities, the way we're treated by the organization and just like Chicago in the summer is the best city yeah, in the world. Absolutely. Like there's like be foolish to say anybody would not want to play here or not want to play their whole career. I think it's refreshing too, to hear when people say like they see the stuff that's going on and it's said about them and like how they feel about it. Cause so often you'll see guys be like, I don't look at Twitter. Like, I don't see that. I don't listen to that. Like, I mean, everyone hears it. Everyone mm -hmm. hears the rumors. So it's just kind of refreshing to hear like, yeah, like that stuff does get to me. Like no one likes to hear rumors flying around, especially when, they're not true or they take one little excerpt and blow it up into being like, Oh, KB hates Chicago. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. That's news <laughs> to me. Like I've, what have I said? What have I done? And I think a lot of it too comes from just like Scott Boris being my agent and that, you know, he's always, he's, he wants the most money for it. And it's like, listen, like Scott, I've always had conversations with Scott and he's always like, I want to do exactly what is right for you and your family. Like, I don't need to do this for you. I don't need to do that. If you want to stay in Chicago, like that's a very real option for you. And I'm like, okay, like Scott, he has this big name, but like he does what his clients want him to do. And yeah. he always fights for his clients. And like, I understand that, you know, the, some of the hate towards him because he just fights for his dudes. Like, you know, they're his own children, you know, which is what you kind of want in an in mm -hmm. agent, you know, but at the same time, it's like, just because my agent is Scott Boris doesn't mean that I'm like this greedy, like, yeah. I'm, I've, I've never just been described as greedy and that that really is to me yeah it is it is a it's a tough thing to fight when just because you have chosen an agent people are immediately like well he's gonna want 
500 million dollars in free agency and he won't settle for anything I'm less like, oh my gosh like like but like you can't you can't say certain things you know like no, you like, can't like just attack everybody that has said something like that out there because it's like or like any media member that has like insinuated this or that so you just yeah. can't do that because like to an extent like they gotta kind of create like a little like yeah. buzz that way and i understand that but what are you gonna do walk in the clubhouse and be like hey I need all the media members over here. I want to just rip all of you. I hate you all. <laughs> Most of them are great people, but sometimes like, gosh, like what? And like, you ever- like you said, Dakota, I don't, I've, I, I had Twitter on my phone for, uh, I think like my first three years. And then like it started just to get so like toxic and it's like, it, it really is kind of a, a tough platform for uh, an athlete. And I just made sure to get rid of that altogether. Yeah. Because if you have the option to like search your name and look at it. Oh, it's yeah. very difficult not to. For human nature, it would be very, very difficult not to go on there and be like, what are people saying about me? Oh, for sure. Oh, just click that little like notification button. It's like, okay, yeah, let's it's like, see <laughs> what, what did someone tag me in today? Like, oh, I just, <laughs> I just went four for four today. Let's see what people are saying. Or I just like, oh man, I'm in a rough stretch. Should I look at <laughs> this right now? Oh yeah. no, I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. And that was how the many, decision. How like, close like, have you come to like responding to some random person on Twitter? Just like, shut the fuck up. Uh, you have no idea what I, I'm going through right now. It is like, even like, I, I love Instagram's awesome, you know, but I've, I've like had responses written out to people and I'm like, mm, do I send it? No, like, no, no, can't do it. I've, I've done it like two times. Let's respond. Like, and that's more like when they like attack like my family or like, yeah, what, like right. my, your, your wife's looks or whatever. It's like, really we're going that low like well I mean, who do you have to be to sit there and, and write that message out yeah, but yeah. i've had i've had a few where i send i send our media team peter and jason and i'll like text them and be like i want to send this they'll be like do not do that please <laughs> for my sanity don't do it I'm like, fine yeah i'm not doing it but i just want you to know i wanted to oh my god you should have saw dakota got put in a body bag the other day by some oh. man. <laughs> did you see this no i didn't wow. oh man so i tweeted is this is this uh is to go to the face of the franchise or a face for radio and one of our uh every episode listeners hey it's hill uh, this is, I think, her third straight mention on the podcast. She tagged Dakota and said, a face for radio. <laughs> just put oh, yeah. him directly in a body bag. <laughs> All right. You just got to quit. Oh. But, then, but then, like, the last episode, I told I was, like, joking around. I was like, that's so rude. Like, that's unbelievable. And she, like, messaged me apologizing. I was like, now I feel bad. Like, I was just kidding. It yeah. was fun. Like, I promise I'm not upset. <laughs> but did you did you respond to her message? Yeah, I did. I responded. I said, trust me, like, by no means was I upset that you said that. <laughs> and you agreed that you do have a face for radio. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Things have been smoothed over now. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious, man. Do you guys have anything else for KB before we let him get ready for practice? What are your chances of taking down Arenado for Gold Glove this year? Oh, gosh. I'd give that a big fat zero. <laughs> <laughs> the, dude, the dude's amazing. You know what? I... I how good is third base in the big leagues we, right now? When we were going through the Team USA third yeah. base or the Team USA roster, what it would be if every guy would play in the World Baseball Classic. And it was unbelievable. First and third and outfield, but first and third mm-hmm. were crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially like national, I mean, Rendon's in the American League mm-hmm. now, but National League third base last year, you had you, Arenado, Josh Donaldson, Rendon, just ridiculous. What? Like it's hurt. Everybody just wants to play third. You know, yeah, that's nope. why nope. Frizz doesn't get nope. his back right. I must flip over to first. There you go. There you go. If you go to first, I know you it's only, a little, it's you only a little have to compete against Votto, 
Freeman. Freddie Free, uh, Goldsmith. Okay, Who so did I'll you- be fourth on that list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those two positions are Joey really Bottle, my favorite player of all time, by the way. Are you still sticking with the uh, light blue, the baby blue glove this year? Yeah. It's the only one I got right now, so I got to use it. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's the only glove you have. The best. Yeah. <laughs> hey, tough times right now. The glove companies yeah, aren't really making sure. gloves, too. He's got he's got baby blue shoes on right now. That's right. We're bringing the baby blue to Chicago. Hey, you know, you know, Hap copied you. Hey, I look around at this whole team. I'm like, hmm, you got a little baby blue now, too, huh? <laughs> Javi's got a little baby blue. I'm like, hmm, El Mago's copying the swag of KB. I got you. Who else got? I think, uh, I think Riz, Jay Hay has like Jay. baby blue batting gloves. Yep. Hey, I'm doing something right on the field, making the guys hey, look better. I want to be you. Uh, you Chicago the baby flag. blue when you hit the homer the other day, didn't you? I was wearing the baby blue batting gloves and the baby a, blue shoes. That was a sick color combo. Sick Out of all like the 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 baby blue copiers on the team, like Hap's gear looks the best. So yeah, I got the, I got the flag on there too, which is well, you got Under Armour too, so it's different than everybody else's typically. Also not, true. I mean, so everybody else is Nike. Oh, it's a nice blue. It's a very nice baby blue. We appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, who, who, come, who comes on the podcast again before? Uh, who comes on first mm. again? Ritz or KB? I don't know. Yeah. Well, that, what is this? 21? Well, episode 21? Episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was I was thinking maybe I could be top five, like guess, you know, but 21 is okay. You know, we we wanted to make sure that our following was large enough to support but yeah, having you, you okay. on. We didn't want to have you on too early. That's good because we would always waste it. You know? Yeah, and I'm but, super. Yeah, you know, we famous, we, so we threw Lester and Nap and Riz into the fire. We said, yeah, you you guys go get yeah. the following first. Yeah. Schwarber, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can yeah, be early on. Right. Be number two. Yeah, we'll build it up for KB to come knock it out the park. All right. That was Chris Bryant. Our he's he's my third baseman. He's my third baseman too at heart. I'm not he's up me. there, but he's still my third baseman. We are one team. We are all part of the Chicago Cubs. He's our third baseman. Yeah, and also and also my third baseman. You tried to sit here and say he's not ours, just yours. No, that's not yeah, what you I did. Was that's exactly what that's you not, said. No, that's not what I was saying. Nope, it's on record, and I see a red light flashing. That is recording. When does, when, does the, when does the saying go, that's our, it's always that's my. Do you know what I'm hearing? You guys aren't in the big leagues. I am. That's my third baseman, not yours. Yep. Uh-huh. Just fans watching from the sidelines. It's okay. We get it, man. It's okay. Dakota, tell me what your is that so is. This leads into my is that so of when me and Zach texted you on Friday, I believe, and said, or no, it was Thursday. Oh, and we said, Thursday, when, yeah. yep, so, or when are we recording the KB interview? And we heard crickets for about four hours. And we're like, hey, he's at the field. It's okay. We're not going to be mad about that. But then we look on our Instagram. And is that so? Ian Hep posts a picture blowing a bubble like some big shot because the guy hits a homer the other day and all of a sudden forgets about his co-hosts. Is that so, Ian? Instagram before friends. Okay. And to that, to the scheduling part, he texts us today. Hey, you can you guys record today? Where every other episode we've recorded has been on a Sunday. Tell us, tell me your screen times before we let the people go. A lot of good answer today. Ian, basically terrible person is what I'm hearing. I got four forty-five. Dakota, one fifteen. Good for you. Good for you. One fifteen, folks, and it's eleven. It's ten twenty at night, and I only had an hour fifteen. Wow. It, no, there has no. You even got fucking UV light 
glasses because you're on your electronics so much. They're called blue light glasses, and it's because I play a lot of video games, not because I'm on my phone. So can we switch the screen time to video games? Well, then it'd be like 10 hours. If we can look at your iPad. Ooh, he said. Go to it right now. Right Ian, right now. Ian, what's four, four nope. hours and nine minutes. Right now. Me. Right now. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. Right now. Don't be mad. I'm not what mad. I just want to know. What are you asking for? You want his screen time on his... Is that even possible? Yes, it's possible. On my what? On your iPad. On your, I don't use my iPad. You don't have your I'm show? Saying, you don't have your shows right there? I bought Zach, a TV. I'm saying so your I, iPad. I bought a TV. I, I don't even know what my iPad is. Dakota has a TV. What is he going to do? The, the TV screen? No, time? this is what he does. He plays on the oh. TV screen, and he has the iPad watching his shows. I used to until I bought this TV, and now I just it's a Fire TV, so it has all the apps, so I can just watch Hulu and Netflix on the TV while I play video games on the TV next to it. That's a nice setup. All right, that's episode <laughs> 21 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. Go pick up your Parse Rum at Benny's in Chicago. Go online, ParseRum.com. Check it out. Like, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Episode 21 of the Compound Podcast coming to you. Definitely not live from anywhere but the Compound.